Dutch is a lifelong early adopter and trend discoverer. Chris is a philosopher, engineer, and futurist. Together, they are oddly incorrect. <laughs> you are muted, sir. Yep. You are unmuted. I'm, un I'm muted or unmuted? I'm I can hear you now. Okay. Unmuted. Is that even a word? <laughs> un, I, un is overused. It's like unsweet tea. Unsweet tea. Nobody, no yep. marketing per ever wants un except for... Seven Up back in the seventies when it's the Uncola. Yes, the Uncola. I remember that. <laughs> We're like unengaged, unvaccinated. What else we? What else we un? <laughs> Un-American, uh, un-Canadian, <laughs> unhuman, or no? That no, one's inhuman. In. Why is that inhuman. one? Why is that one in and that one's un? You know, the English language is funny. Oh well, funny. we we learned how to deal with it i guess i don't know what we could so i know it's funny but mm -hmm. what are the other ones i mean i don't know any i don't you're canadian do you speak french i i, I speak a little bit of french but okay. i have forgotten most of it <laughs> uh, enough to get by then is yeah. basically what you're saying so you mm -hmm. bono and all that kind of stuff you can find a bathroom yes okay but, okay what, what did you want to ask about it? <laughs> well, I, I was going to say, well, well, French, French, you know, when you get down into it, what, what, and I mean, what little I remember is, okay, it's feminine and masculine, but then how do you get, how did you get pencil? Well, I guess pencil is as masculine makes sense. Yeah. But yeah. I wonder if the pencil sharpener is feminine. Um, everything has, a, <laughs> everything, everything is masculine or feminine. I know. Right. And in, in Greek, you actually oh, have... Oh, you totally missed my joke. You <laughs> totally missed my joke. The pencil sharpener is masculine. What about the pencil? I mean, the pencil is masculine. What about the pencil sharpener being feminine? It's feminine. It's absolutely feminine. Did you not know that? <laughs> no, I didn't know that. I was just guessing. <laughs> well, it's like in Greek. In Greek, you have, you have three. You have masculine, feminine, and neuter. So you can talk about things that are masculine, things that are feminine, and things that are neutral. So, for example, a ball is neutral. So you actually have three, three genders. Mm. Mm. <laughs> if you can call neuter gender, it's like it's like calling white or black a, sh a color, right? They're not actual colors, are they? No, they're absence of or multitudes of. So. Well, I've I've heard them called shades, but I don't know if that means anything. Well, shades, shades of what? Shades, shades of, light, of light, I guess. Say so, so, so. Shades of absolute light and shades of absolute lack of light. But black shades. Is not... But everything is a shade, isn't it? Because it's it's a shade of light. Are everything we going to go into our minds? Is 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 the key to perception around here again? <laughs> No, let's stay in, in concrete, uh, concrete terms. There's so, no such thing as concrete. It's all a myth. <laughs> Wait a minute. I'm standing I'm, I'm, on a concrete slab. In the pool, buddy, My house I'm is standing on a there. concrete slab. That exists. <laughs> well, if you get, if, 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 uh, I'm trying to think of one. Uh, my re refutation of that. Okay. 
it exists after it dries, but is is it is it a pool of concrete when it's still liquid? I don't know. At this point in time, as a solid dried concrete slab that has been here since 1971, I believe that it is concrete. But then okay. again, it's just my belief, right? It's just it's just your belief. <laughs> hmm. If my There's got to be something wrong with that. Anyway, if my so belief failed, I would with... fall through. I would fall through into a pool of lava or something like that, right? <laughs> well, you'd fall through the center of the earth, I guess. I'm not sure. We don't know exactly what's down there. It's a little bit hot, though. Well, here, here's my other question. Who? So gravity. What do you know about gravity? Uh, it's. They can't decide if it's a wave or a particle. Okay, I thought that was light. Light is also a wave and a particle. <laughs> I, I I stole I stole from them and put that in there, you know. So I, gravity is like a mystery. I, I'm what that's what I know is is that we can measure it, but we don't know what it is, and that's about that's about what we know. That's, that's all we know, know about gravity. About yeah, because the whole concept of oh things that are bigger have gravity. So like the reason right. we're stuck to the Earth is because of the size of the earth. And I'm like, if the earth was bigger, then it, we would be heavier. And if the earth was smaller, we'd be lighter. And I still don't understand how that works. <laughs> well, no, no. It, so it's, I don't think it's size dependent because it would be density, wouldn't it? Density dependent. Yes, that's right. Density dependent. You're um, So one of the things, since you raised it, what, what little I know is they don't, they don't talk about weightless and spacing or like what they talk about is microgravity. Mm-hmm. Uh, and 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 I learned that where else at NASA because they, they had an actual apartment there of microgravity or something like that. Never, I never went there. I just heard about it. Um, but isn't just microgravity just a further definition of weightlessness? It, it's I, I think what they're trying to what they're they're trying to be more accurate in that there's no absence of gravity. I guess right. that's what they're uh, that we know of. There's no absence of gravity. Yes, like, that, make, that mean, makes total sense that there would be no absence of gravity because, but it's absent enough to not exist, which is where weightlessness comes from. You, you have a cutoff um, point. The concept of weightlessness is like, you're not actually weightless. The gravity is just so low that it feels well, like you're weightless. Well, uh, and we're not using, weightless is not exactly what we should be saying, massless. That's true. And, and we, so we're not theoretically, even a light particle has some mass, I think. Mm. I think. That's how they sail. That's how they use photons to sail. Uh, spaceships is exactly is the mass of photons of must photons. have mass some kind of mass maybe tiny but there's some mass there i guess it, uh, if you've got a sail that's about a mile wide mile wide uh the cumulative effect of a photons hitting it might actually move something yeah so so but that goes so you as usual, you opened up all kinds of things because I, I know that there's absolute temperature absolute zero which is the absence of motion, mm -hmm. right? No motion at absolute zero. No motion of particles? Of in, of, like of, atoms? Of atoms and electrons, protons, all that stuff is supposed to theoretically cease because there's no, um, there's no, there's no energy to, to or frequency to set it off. 
Yeah, but isn't that isn't that the base temperature of the universe though? What absolute zero? No. Yeah. No. 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 Oh. Okay. Not the best. I mean, if you're talking about the average temperature of the universe, I don't think it's absolute. Oh, no, not average, be. but I'm saying like spaces between the stars, right? Or spaces between planets, even like once you get further, far enough away from Earth, from the Earth, doesn't doesn't the temperature reach absolute zero out, outside of your spaceship? I don't know how it could. I mean, let me think about that. Because absolute zero at, at the moment is a theoretical thing, not an actual. They haven't reached it yet. I don't ah. think. So absolute think zero is a is a concept. It's not a. It's a concept. Okay. It's, you can't measure. It's um, the last I heard. They were within like I don't know what the increments are, but it, they were within like thousands, hundred thousands or tens of thousands of degrees of hitting absolute zero Kelvin. Which is still pretty far away. <laughs> this is still, it's, I mean, there's a lot of, it, there's a lot of um, supporting technology to get to that level. Right. So we can manufacture it, but we can't find it in nature, I yeah. guess. So it's, a, it's kind of a theoretical limit that we haven't figured out yet because we haven't actually been there yet. Well, I, so, okay, so you, it's a theoretical limit, like the speed of light was a theoretical limit. Right. Now they're starting to find out that, you know, the speed of light is maybe not the theoretical limit to to what's going on. They don't know what's going on with what is, uh, in, what is it, estranged entanglement or something like that. Oh, yeah, but does that have to do with non-Einsteinian physics? Yes. Okay. I'm glad I could even say that. <laughs> Uh, yeah, yes is a simple word, but to actually understand your question and and respond correctly is a triumph of will. <laughs> we are too well, funny to each other. You know that. That is that's that great. Nobody else, just us. But that's I, like I was trying cares. to get into non non Aristotelian stuff the other day because I was reading. You you remember um, A. E. Van Vo, the author. V-A-N space V-O-G-T. He's like a well, I got the last author. name right. I must know it. So go ahead. I'm listening. Science fiction author from a long time ago. Oh, and, oh, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, and he I wrote that's where I get he wrote a couple books, one called uh The Players of Null A and the The World of Null A. And he was trying to discuss non-Aristotelian, a, a non-Aristotelian society that was based on Venus. And I couldn't get my head around exactly what he's trying to say, or what I mean, I couldn't, I couldn't even conceive of a non-Aristotelian society. So, are you? Do you what, know what he's so, talking about? Can so, you? so. Let, I'm going to take and rip just a little bit over what little I know about what you just said, which is okay. what, 15 seconds of a conversation. Okay. Um, so non-Aristotelian would be non-logic, right? Uh, no, it's not non-logic. It's, it's multiple logic. I think this is, my, this is why I was kind of getting confused. He says in, in the Aristotelian world, like things, a thing is or it isn't, mm -hmm. right? But in the non-Aristotelian world, things can be multiple, like the things can be more than is or is not. 
multiple states. Yeah, so it's almost like a quantum thing, but yeah, this is like pre predates quantum by like forty years, or the concept of quantum. I actually know. I've obviously quantum has been around longer than that, but maybe that's what he was thinking about. Like a non-Aristotelian society has to do with uh, things are more than just are and are not, which is kind of where um, we are right now, isn't it? <laughs> what do you think about it? So, so I put in non-Aristotelian in my nice little search engine, uh-huh. and if they t- let's see. Uh, let's see, non-Aristotelian. While Aristotle wrote, the true definition gives the essence of the thing being defined. Okay, so it's it's so it's um, I, it's it's part of Aristotle is everything is is it gets down to the definition. Right. How do you, and did we talk about you name it and you suddenly did we? Yeah, so that's part of Aristotelianism is that some things are defined. Things are defined. There has to be a definition. They become defined defined by the name that's associated with them, right? Yes, that's correct. Okay, and we talked about that last week, right? Yeah, naming. So there would be a non um, non Aristotelian would be non uh, anti names. So mm-hmm. nothing would be named. How do you talk about that? How do you talk about anything in a non-Aristotelian world? So uh, based on what you're saying, there's a book out there that I need to go see if I can find <laughs> and see how they how they go on Venus with, without having names. It's almost like Abbott's, um, uh, what is it? The, um, uh, the one with the two two dimensional world where they drop a ball on uh, a oh, sphere on the. Are you talking about like flatland, flatland or something flatland, like that? Yeah, yeah flatland. <clears throat> yeah, it's a, it's a concept like that is getting rid of of three D space and making it two D space. Yeah, but apparently this guy, uh, there's a guy who spearheaded all this, and at the time of the writing of the book, I think I think he actually wrote it in the fifties or like right after the second world war and uh, apparently he said oh there's this guy they're teaching honest aristotelian stuff and blah 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 and i couldn't find any more of it after that period of time so it's almost like it just disappeared or we just gave up on it and we said this is not something we want to pursue and so that, of course that made me more interested in it <laughs> oh no oh no a mystery <laughs> Well, okay, so plug it into the search engine and see what you see. I see, so there's non-Aristotelian drama, there's non-Aristotelian theater, which I understand that one, that's, that's against uh, poetics. Mm-hmm. So it's, it's a reaction, based on what I'm seeing, just really is, is it's a reaction to Aristotle by doing non, I mean, it's not that hard to do non-Aristotelian theater because the poetics beginning, middle, and end. So there's no end and there's no middle and there's no beginning. <laughs> wait a minute, wait a minute. So you're saying it just starts and then it ends and there's no it's middle, just, beginning, or end. It just happens. I mean, so, but if you think of that within a quantum world, that's how do we, how do we... But that's basically life, isn't it? <laughs> it's uh, it is. And so it's, it's the way of life. So there is no beginning, there is no end, uh, and this goes, we talked about infinity too, now that we talked about it, 
that we're saying we're talking about this i'm like in an in, in an infinity there is no beginning there is no middle and there is no end it yeah. never ends it never starts uh, i mean truly think about it uh, we've talked about uh, james burke with um with connections right mm-hmm, mm-hmm. We, we both love that so and he basically there is no start it is it's a it, i don't want to say evolves that's not right either um it's well go if ahead. it does evolve because it goes from state to state but there's no start state and there's no end state isn't that what you're trying to say or well I, completely... I i think that we as humans we we tend to grab something oh well that's that has a utilitarian function so we're going to use it and then we start building off of it oh well let's refine it a little bit then there's within the refining is probably the new name comes uh from and i'm still with burke okay burke is is giving us all these connections that are really stretched but mm-hmm. they also make sense when you when he puts it in he's creating context really he's right. creating a context from this to this and you know it's been a long time since i did what 40 40 years but that was such a such a mind-blowing thing is to see how you get from this to that but again I mean, he made those connections himself right he did he made <laughs> but he made an argument that goes with them yeah and and you know Argument is a big argument is a we the technical term of argument. I'm not talking about you know just disagreeing is making an argument mm-hmm. is is really a, a a human endeavor. We 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 have various means of making arguments, inductive and deductive, are two of the main ones. But there there must be other ways to do it, which right. is. I would guess a uh, non-Aristotelian, let's see, non-Aristotelian logic, which, by the way, is a term, and I'm thinking, because I'm going to have to click on the link to see if it actually says that. Oh, no, it's not who I thought it was. It's Korbisky. <laughs> I thought it was Alfred Whitehead North. But it's yes, it's Korbisky. It's Korbisky. That's the name. That's the name I was thinking of. Yeah. And he's a science fiction author? No, no, no. Uh, <clears throat> the author who is I'm I'm reading is a science fiction author. Kabisky is like a I don't know semanticist or something like that. Leader. I, don't, I don't know what the it's, hell he is. <laughs> he's a thought leader. So let's see, let's see what. It's, uh, I don't even know how you begin like that. I, I I'm gonna. Okay, you know, we, gonna we can talk it. about that another time because we have to get back to mimetic theory, which of course you've read up on, right? Oh yeah, I'm, I'm totally in with it now. Really? Um. So where do you want to go? <laughs> well, what do you we think about theory? This. Do you think it makes sense? It, well, it, within the context of what we just, yes, based on what we're talking about, there it's, we take and use, we make it utilitarian mm-hmm. and we copy, we copy. I mean, original thought is really hard to come up with. I mean, right. really, really hard. And so we just take something and, oh, well, that'll work. And then we build off of that. Uh, are we exact copies? No, but you know, even going down to the DNA level, we're we're building off of something that existed before us. So if yes. that's the case, if this is if this is real, then what does that tell us about any kind of unique 
thought? Well, we so we've talked about this before too when we talked about discovery versus exploration. Mm-hmm. Discovery discovery is a is a high risk activity. Well, I don't think we said it that way, but discovering something new is really has got to be a high risk thing. Right. Um, because I mean, it's a, it's a, it's almost a binary thing. You either discover something new or you don't. Mm-hmm. And if you don't, how do you how do you know that it's new? That's a good. That's always a question. How do you know that it's a discovery versus an expert or a um, what I'm going to say? Uh, how do you know that it's a discovery? I guess it's, I'm going to stick with that because that's. The word I'm looking for is not coming to my head right now. So, um, how do you? That's know interesting. It's... I mean, in the past, you were able to tell what a discovery was because it's basically something you've never seen before. Like, seen say, before. for example, you when you were when you were exploring and there was new physical areas to to go to, but we've exhausted pretty much all physical areas on the planet, right? Right. So, but so, but so, I discovered a river. No, you didn't discover a river. The river was already there. What you did is 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 re. Um, I'm, how do you say? Okay, I, I need to be like one of the Spanish explorers. I discovered uh, the Grand Canyon. That's <laughs> stupid. You didn't discover the Grand Canyon. Grand. I mean, I think it's been there a few million years before you showed up. But, yeah. So it, it's it's a um, well, I mean, unless unless you unless the co- concept of discovery is personal, right? But I, how can it be personal if it's it's, it's got to be a social thing? Mm. How do, who discovered who gets? We do this often. Is who is who, um, who gets credit? Right for discovering, you know, and. And who discovered the Grand Canyon? Okay, there's 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 an American. We don't we don't cite American Indians. I'm pretty sure the Navajo figured it out before the Americans got there. So, oh yeah, I um, mean, so, so, like, so I guess you have to define the concept of discovery. Yes, you do. Right. Because and, does that mean that the first time to... a human being cast eyes upon something, and then does that does that? Well, no, it's, well, it's okay. It sounds like to me that we're in, if we're in the woods and it, when a tree falls in the wood, does it make a sound? It's, it's, it's at the, it's, these are similar things. We're getting, we're, we're struggling because we don't have words to describe what we're talking about. Right. I feel, I feel like we're struggling today. Normally we flow pretty good, but we're, we're <laughs> tackling something that neither one of us can actually has our heads wrapped around okay think. let's forget about discovery then uh no, well but it's an interesting question for both of us because for creativity for me and for innovation for you how do you know you've discovered something new i mean is there's new to the market what do they mean i mean it's never been seen before right you know well you have to think of it from from a i mean when we look at things from a patent perspective there are things that have never been done before but you're right i mean 90 90 of the time they're combinations of other things right they have to be combinations of things that exist because it's building blocks right they're either right. mental building blocks or physical building blocks so when i build a new kind of car 
and I patented this new kind of car, I still used parts, which are the also based on parts, which started off as metal or something like that. So it's just a refashioning of the of what's in front of us, right? I mean, and that's the same with ideas, isn't it? Isn't that ideas? Ideas are just refashioned combinations of memes which we are stuck in our heads. Yeah, I, and which goes into your uh, mimetic theory is you see something and you desire it. So the conflict comes from the desiring of, of a model. So there's a model somewhere. In somebody's mind, there is a model of, of something new. Um, right, and what again, you do is maybe what you do to avoid the conflict is to settle for something similar to the thing that, that other people are are desiring. Oh yeah, I've got a, I had a micro I had a microsoft thing. I couldn't afford an iPod at the time. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so you weren't gonna knock somebody down and steal his iPhone. <laughs> no, well this is before I this is pre iPhone. I mean I, I am an antiquarian, you know so. <laughs> Okay, so, uh, so I, I don't know. So are we on mimetic theory or where are we at today? I, oh, let's go I'm, somewhere I'm, else. I want to talk okay, about goes, I want to talk goes. about uh, uh, why is Kamala in Singapore? Do you think something's going on there? Who's in Singapore? So, you know, Kamala Harris is in Singapore right now. And oh, she's, she's delayed oh. for an unknown reason. And I'm thought, oh, I well, saw that this morning. How, I, uh-huh. I, it's like, what? <clears throat> what does that mean? She's been arrested. <laughs> She's been arrested. Do they slap the ankle bracelet on her yet? Uh, Well, from what I understand, Jill Biden's got one. So (laughs) it's it's not the ankle bracelet; it's the boot. It's the boot. That's right. That's right. Well, they've all got broken feet. So there's like broken feet, uh, black eyes. What else? What else do they get? Uh, Let's see. Well, they've got the hand signals. Right, you can't forget the hand signal. That's right, the uh, the the tucking of the hand into the shirt sort of thing, the Napoleonic. You know, that's a creepy one though. That, it is. That, that it is very a really creepy one because you when you start when they start seeing them everywhere, it's it, it's yeah. So... That, that that video was really like that is so freaky. <laughs> it, it, like okay, uh, promote me. Because I've got the eye, I've got the unseen eye symbol. Yeah. So you should promote this. It's almost like a like a trademark kind of, uh, not exactly the right word, but it's um, a brand. Yeah. It's a brand that needs to be. Uh, I need to be promoted. Yeah. And and given credibility, and I'm not sure I want to say fame because not all these people are famous, but. Yeah. They all use the symbol and they're famous with their own domain, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. I don't use symbols and I am totally not famous. <laughs> uh, but I yeah, mean, it's just use, that the way it was all I put don't together. Use the correct symbols. I mean, you know, the bird is not the symbol that I, I don't use the bird. Maybe I start, maybe I should start using the bird and I would become more famous. Well, yeah, that's, that's, that's basically what's going to happen once you act like you're, but then, the, but they're in the know and you're not. So you can't just fool them into thinking about it. Right. 
You can't just know, join this society. So we should be smart enough to take this and figure out exactly what, because it's a language. Why, mm-hmm. it's, why, why hadn't Samantha just gone in there and looked at the symbols and figured out what it is, what is being symbolized and what, what does it mean? I am I, not smart enough to do that. Symbology and semantics are like a level above. That's almost like getting into calculus. Uh, you're you're moving at a really high theoretical that and abstraction. I'm not sure I can deal with. So so but, here's a question for you: How do people get into it? Does somebody actually finger you and say, "Hey, this person would be this person would be good to bring in to the society," or are people born into it? I'm I'm assuming people are born into it, but I mean, so I, my understanding is they're born into it because mm-hmm. when you start looking at when you start looking at it. Um, pedigrees are are a huge thing mm-hmm. within that within that within uh, within that group of people. Uh, are they people? I'm not really sure. Um, <laughs> but you know, are they so aliens? It goes back to <laughs> well, there are people who think, yeah, they could be. Uh, I mean, one of the things I don't know if you've run across is. The Rh factor in blood. Mm-hmm. How 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 did that even happen? Right. Interesting. It's it's like counter. It's counter evolutionary because when you have a a pair that's uh, Rh positive and Rh negative, the child usually dies. It doesn't mm-hmm. evolve. It, I mean, that's what I, that's my understanding of it. I'm mm-hmm. not really sure. But that's that's an interesting. Why? How do we have a subset of people with Rh factor? It, 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 I'm like, now or non Rh factor? Where does that come from? It's, and then how can they how can they survive with that? I mean, yeah. How, well, how they can, it's not a, they can. I think they can survive. But how do they how do they uh, uh, procreate mm. between the two? There's no. It's like there's no procreation between the two without blood transfusions or something uh you know i'm really weak on this one but are we back to the adenochrome again huh (laughs) are we back to the adenochrome Uh, again (laughs) uh, i'm surprised we're not censored all over the place we talk about (laughs) we're so Um, like we have so few listeners that uh you know we're not a threat yet later (laughs) oh oh when they discover when they discover us oh man we're gonna we're gonna be an overnight success that's exactly what's gonna happen (laughs) We're going to be everywhere. We're going to get such a such a big, huge burst of fifteen minutes of fame that we're going to flame out in seven and a half minutes. Probably, <laughs> <laughs> I can totally see that. <laughs> well, I noticed you sent me all those devolution documents yesterday. Yeah, yeah. Now, so I haven't you... had a chance to read them because I, I just got them. You haven't read I'm them yet? Sorry. <laughs> I mean, I've got I've got other things to do, like cleaning a house and 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 driving around going to doctors and all kinds of things that you do um, but it, it came across so i saved all of them i've got them all as pdfs and it's it's on the thing probably mm-hmm. that i'll need to read within the next but i'm guessing you went to them oh yeah yeah i've, I've read them all already and already uh, yeah okay. actually a couple i'm of days so ago. far behind you in reading I, i'm like okay a couple of weeks ago i read them a couple of weeks ago but i, oh, I just did. found it interesting that um uh what was i gonna say uh yeah so i mean this is basically the theory you were talking about right is this not the theory you were talking about 
which which theory are you talking about that I was talking about? <laughs> the uh, <laughs> well, the devolution period, like the uh, um, what do you call so it? So the, the yeah. so the theory uh, I, it's such a weird it's such a weird name, but I guess it makes sense. Is the devolution of the constitutional republic to to write it so that they can write it and restart it? I guess yeah. is what I'm yeah, saying. Yeah, exactly. And it's, uh, it's the, is it not the devolution of the the military though? It's not the devolution. No, of the military. I, okay. so so from with from the Q world, the military is the keeper of 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 the flame i guess is what i would say the, right the the free the flame of freedom or however you want to say it they're the key they're the keeper they hold the keys to the republic mm -hmm. and if they if they go so within there's from what i understand there's warring factions within even within the military oh really which way they're going to go well, think about it. Uh, the thing, the thing with Miley and the the whole woke thing. Oh yeah. Um, versus Miley, I thought it was even, Millie, but Miley is good. Too. Yeah, okay, same thing. <laughs> I guess I'm thinking Miley Cyrus. I, or is, is it Millie Cyrus? I don't know. Um, <laughs> but yeah, him versus like uh, I don't know if you saw the one where I think I put this out there where Dwight D. Dwight D. Eisenhower has has uh, like a one line of combat badges one line yeah miley yeah. has several and yeah. when i'm looking at that i'm thinking about the those uh, north korean generals where their their medals are so long that they have them going down their pants legs or something <laughs> like that i'm like okay this is this is the devaluation of value i think yeah is is if, if we so it, it goes in that we can segment anything i mean you can segment anything because it's a it's all mental exercise all we talk about this all the time i think when we're, we're we're talking about anything we're talking about you can segment anything yeah and you can declare victory over anything and and there was a phrase at nasa is is that what they would do at the end of the project? They declare they would declare victory and move on. Right. Okay. Well, if you declare victory, if you're the one declaring victory and you didn't meet the objective standard, and you're okay, that's as far as we're going to go. We run out of money. How do you how do you declare victory if the thing is still not completed based on the goals that you set when you started? Well, you move the goals. <laughs> you don't move them; you pull them back. Well, that's what I mean. You, move the, you tighten them up. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you it's let you you shorten the field. That that's yeah. It's like it's like happened. kind of like a for any kind of goal, right? You say, "Oh, I want to I want to weigh two hundred pounds," right? So, and then you say, uh, I'm, "This is not a success until I hit two hundred pounds," and you're two fifty, right? And then you All go, right. oh, "Okay, that's really hard." Let's uh, let's make it 220, or let's make it 230, or let's make it 240, and then you say that you give yourself a badge for every 10 pounds that you lose, yeah, not yeah, the full yeah, pound. Yeah. So it's just it's it's like the, the value of each one of those is reduced. Diminishes over yeah. time. Yeah. Even though it, visually they all appear to be equal, right? Because it's an additional pip, 
but you know, all those pips have different values, right? You could have some pips with higher values and some pips with lower values, right? And just the, the preponderance of pips doesn't necessarily mean that you're like better. Any closer to where your goal was than you were when you started. Exactly. And it, it's kind of like Boy Scout badges, right? You have the walking the lady across the street badge and then you have the, you know, boiling water badge. <laughs> well, yeah, but both of, the, both of those are based on actions. Exactly. Correct. Yep, some of this yep, stuff yep. is, uh, I was, I, let's see, some of this, I'm thinking of military badges, probably really kind of crazy. It's like, I was in the, I was in the command room when the soldiers 17,000 miles away invaded this building. Mm-hmm. And this building had XYZ uh, rare earth minerals and worth of so much money and I got a badge for that. Okay. So it kind of goes in with how, how, how tangential is your, is your participation, I mean, your behavior. I'm not going to, I'm not going to say participation because I, I think that's where we're going is we're not going with behavior. We're going with, Oh, I was there. I was in the room whenever yeah. this happened. Yeah. Doesn't mean I did anything of value that contributed to it, but I was there. So yeah. I was a participant. This is this is the whole thing about participation thing. I was there. I didn't do anything, but I was there. Yeah. But this this has no value. Just right. just being in the room has no value. I mean, even when we do patent stuff, it's it's the lawyers ask, they say, did this person materially participate in this idea? Right. And if they just sort of sat in the back of the room and said nothing, then the answer is no. <laughs> right. If you didn't materially participate, then you shouldn't be listed. Right. It doesn't. Correct. You, you don't get any credit for that. You don't. You don't. It's, it's, but I, I think. I think we're talking about is every, everybody wants credit. Is this almost what we're talking about? If I use the right symbols, would I be getting would I be more famous? Right. I don't know. I've never used those symbols. I probably don't, I would probably misapply them anyway. But I, if, if you go through some of the videos we were talking about, you should be able to figure out which context to use them in, and then then nobody would question you about it. That'd well, be, I don't think. But don't doesn't everybody know each other though? Who's part of that? I don't know how it's that like, works. Is there like a centralized I, I database? Like a Hey, that guy Dutch is using all of the symbols that I oh, that tell me he's a uh, he's he's one of us. Should I give him that promotion? Oh, I don't know. Let me check the let me check the database. Oh no no, he's not one of us. Okay. I'm, so, yeah, so so I'm wondering how that. It's like a cop pulling over work. to see if you have parking tickets. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't think there's a centralized database or there's there's too many there's it would leak. Uh, I was I was that's if, true. If, there would be a hacker sitting in there, sitting yeah. in there somewhere, going, "Oh man, let, let's turn this loose on the world." Oh yeah. man, I'm, I'm sure, yeah. I'm sure he'd be dead before he hit the second stroke of the key. Yeah, but, that's true. <laughs> so it does have some. It must be some kind of informal network that is not written down. Oh yeah, oh yeah. Because well, I think that's why the symbols are there to say, "Okay, he's he's in." That's like. Like a He's, first level symbol is okay. I need to pay attention. So it's, think about it. It's like an awareness thing. Awareness to trust. There, right. there are probably different symbols 
that have to be okay. I'm he's used this symbol. Okay, I'm I'm aware that he's in the room. Right. Okay. So he, the he's next one symbol, of us. Yeah. It's like it's like a it's like the next letter of a password. Right. Is is um I, I'm thinking now of, of of war games whenever uh Whopper is going through those things and locking in each password after going through all the numbers and all the letters. I forget it's like ten or something like that. Yeah. Each yeah. one of those gets closer to being accepted. Right. I would guess. Right. So I have a theory. Okay. Tell me what you think of this. I think it's actually Hillary running everything. What do you think of that theory? Do you want to she know? Runs every, who's running her? Who's, well, <laughs> well, let's say, you know, everyone talks about how Obama's behind all this, mm-hmm. but I don't think he's behind any of that. I think, I, think it, I think it's Hillary. I think Hillary's behind all this. I think Hillary's pulling the strings. And sure, somebody may be pulling her strings, but I think she might be sort of like the power behind the throne. What do you think? So she's pulling Biden's strings. Is that yes. what you're saying? Yes. Okay. Yes. So there's the whole Democrat apparatus. So the government in the state that it's in right now is actually being run by Hillary behind Hillary the scenes. Yep. Okay, but so Hillary Clinton behind the very- scenes. So my very next question is, what's the benefit to her? Well, she power. doesn't do anything. Else. Well, where, where's the power coming? Unless Kamala puts Hillary in as vice president. See, well, that's, was, that's, that's the thinking. That's, that's the, the thinking. thinking. I, but then the thinking was is that uh, Michelle was going to run and get elected and, and have Obama as vice president. Oh, no, that's not going to happen. I think Obama's done. I think, he's, I think his usefulness is his usefulness is over, but I think Hillary is running things behind the scenes, and the 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 tell was that whole thing with Trudeau, because Trudeau's an idiot. You heard about what well, happened, right? Yeah, no, I'm mean, so I, I I kind of keep an eye on him because he, he's a he's a he's the canary in the coal mine of what what's crazy crazy stuff is coming our way is probably. He's probably the leading edge of that. Yeah. So what happened to make sure I'm on the same page? Okay, so Trudeau revealed that after the whole adva- Afghanistan debacle occurred, uh-huh. he wanted to call the White House and find out what's going on. He wanted to talk directly to Biden. And he didn't talk to Biden. He talked to Hillary. <sighs> and it's like, wait a second. What the hell is she doing that. in the mix? <laughs> And I thought to myself, I bet you he just revealed who the real power behind the throne is. And that's why it's disappeared off the news. You can never, it's gone now. It's gone. But he said, I personally spoke to Hillary Clinton. I personally spoke to Hillary Clinton about this issue. And I'm like, wait a minute, wait a minute. (laughs) Why the hell are you speaking to somebody who's not even in power? (laughs) She has no position, right? She's not a secretary of state or anything. Why is the Prime Minister of Canada speaking to Hillary Clinton about this? She's his handler. What's that? She's his handler. Oh, you think so? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> How the hell would we ever know? No, but that's what I'm thinking. Is like, wouldn't it be? A, wouldn't that be a big shock if she was behind all of this, or <laughs> she's running the show? And then, of course, like you say, maneuvering things in such a way to get actually get back into. The throne, but <laughs> wouldn't that be? I, I, 
the 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 only thing I would uh, it's an interesting theory. That's I'll say that the the thing that makes me question is because she is such a a media hound that she's been other than that little blip that we, that you just talked about. I do remember seeing that. I'm like, mm-hmm. but it, I I was like across my screen and I mean in my head it, I saw it and I'm like, mm-hmm. and never thought another thing about it obviously as canadian you went why in the world is my prime minister speaking to her well yeah uh, i mean I she know. has like it doesn't she have like zero position within the organ within the within the legitimate government of the world yes she has zero position exactly so, the- so even if he were even if he were or she was his handler what the hell is she doing on that phone call period she's got no no standing no position She's got nothing, but what, like, it just shocked me because it stuck out so much that someone who has nothing in this current administration, like Zilch, would be talking to Trudeau. And I think his stupidity, his stupidity was that he actually said her, he should have said, oh, I talked to the White House. Like, he just like blurted it out like an idiot because the guy's an idiot, right? (laughs) So that's what I'm saying is that maybe maybe what's happening here is that she is running everything behind the scenes and the only person to actually reveal it was, was the dumbass <laughs> from Canada. So, so it's, a, I can't, but I, I'm like, where is, she's such a media hand. I can't believe she would do that without calling attention to it. What in the background? Yeah, I know. I yeah. know that's the thing, right? It's, but counter, you'd think it's that, counter to her, her, her whole persona is right. Well, somebody you know, admitted, well, I mean, why didn't someone give her something in the current administration? Right? Does that does that does that not smell funny a, to you so that's that a she didn't get anything? Maybe she's too old school to 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 work with the younger crowd. I don't know. Mm. But I mean, the whole thing with Kamala is she's a, she's a younger, fresher face. Unfortunately, she's she's who she is. She's the most unlikable person, like a psychopath. <laughs> Oh man! If if there are, if if we need a if we need a textbook example of what situational ethics is, she's a good one. Oh yeah. Anything, you know, she, she's like high level Machiavellian. Anything that benefits her or her agenda is where she's going to go. It does not matter what happened before. Yeah. Yeah. She's divorced. She's divorced from yesterday. Yeah. So she's the she's the perfect perfect. Um, what is his, what's this guy's name? The guy uh, Eckhart Tolle, the perfect oh, yes. person for the now. Yeah, is uh, yesterday doesn't count, tomorrow doesn't matter. It's only in the now, and that that sounds to me like nothing counts other than you, the advantages you get at the moment. Yep. Which I hate that. I hate that stock. So, hmm. well, yeah, and plus, so, like so I'm not, very... I, so I'm not, so I'm I... not, so Hillary. Yes, Hillary. Hillary's Hillary. running things. <laughs> so, um, so my question is, what's the benefit to her? And your, yours is the power, but so we're so it's a kind of a convoluted path to power. And she's, I don't think she's, I don't think she's that good a chess master to be able to pull this thing off. She's not been a very good chess master in the past, or we wouldn't know about all the stupid things she's done. Yeah, exactly. Well, that's why I thought it just struck me as, you know how they say uh, the nail that sticks out gets hammered down. It, it really yeah. stuck. It really stuck out to me 
It's like, well, why I mean, would that name be in the mix right now at this point? It in is time? kind of a, it is kind of a, a very interesting or a an intriguing question. Yeah. Why is Hillary being involved in Canadian politics? What's yeah. going on? So maybe, so maybe all the China, China soldiers are still up in China. I mean, up in Canada, waiting. Oh, and they're waiting to get to come across yeah. the border. Uh, and there's supposedly fifty thousand of them sitting up there. So, so you're thinking? Do you think this whole thing with Kamala is that it is is like she's taken being taken off the table, and and or do you think there's something more nefarious there? Or what do you think is happening? I, well, so I never really got the strategy with putting her in. There's mm-hmm. uh, even even with Biden. I Other never, than the, I mean, the, 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 the blackface, but. Uh, other than the black the female blackface yeah strategy she's not the she's not the best there there are many many other people they could they could have put in in her place what's her name val val jennings i think out of florida is impressive i mean she is sharp as a razor yeah and 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 they picked somebody who is like a I don't even know to explain because she's black. You can't say an Uncle Tom. Uh, I mean, <laughs> but she's not even that. She's just like t- a terrible person. I mean, from what well, I've heard, she's not all. I mean, yes, that's it. She's a terrible person. Yeah. From I mean, from from her staff, everything. I mean, who'd they get rid of because they got uh, staff? Uh, the staff complained they got rid of them. And I'm thinking, uh, oh, uh, uh, one of the sports guys. He was he was he was supposedly racist, and he the guy was a basketball team there out in out in Cal out in California. I'm in California now. I yeah, say yeah. That. Um, <laughs> they they made him change. They made him either sell the team or give ownership to somebody else. Oh yeah, yeah. They, I remember that vaguely. I vaguely remember that. Yeah. Well, it's like they kicked off Roseanne because of that one tweet about Valerie yeah, Jarrett. Yeah, I know. I'm yeah. like, oh please. And and Valerie Jarrett, from what I understand, it's not even black. She's Iranian or something like that. Really? Oh, well, okay. I don't know. Do you know? We don't. We don't even know what they tell us. They could tell us anything. I mean, what do we know? So, so you don't think think we're? we're all over the map, but I think we're confused today. Neither one of us really knows. I, much and we're trying to figure it out i know i think i know why they. i'm pretty sure i know why they picked her is that it why? was basically a slap in the face it was like here's what like you did not want this person so we're going to pick them you did not hey. want this person so we're going to pick them i mean it's so it's, it's a simple wall- we're going is to this- show you how much power we have by installing extremely yeah. unpopular individuals into the government and then running the whole thing behind the scenes so there. So this is, See so, how much power so, we have. <laughs> so my understanding is she was the darling of the Wall Street crowd. I never really saw that, but that's that, um, that's what was being said. She was she was the Wall Street crowd's pick for the presidential candidate back in 2020. Why? I don't understand why. <laughs> but I'm I'm like she's. I'm guessing because she had no morals and they could buy her. That's what I think. Oh, okay. <laughs> Now, now that makes sense. You know, it's it's yeah. If you know their, if you know you can buy their only motivation is money, then you've got you've got them all the time. You got to do is up the offer. 
Yeah. And and there's there's no ROI on bribery. I mean, mm-hmm. I mean, you know, if you can bribe them, you get you get what you want. All you do is just up the price until they cave. Right. That makes total sense. Actually, that makes a lot of sense that that would be the case. It's like she was probably the cheapest one to bribe. Yeah, I didn't even put. I did not even put the cheapest. She's she's the greatest ROI of all the candidates. Yeah, <laughs> that's right. That's what they look at. <laughs> uh, oh, what's, would, the, what's the least we could bribe and still get away with it? <laughs> that would be such a T-shirt, Pamela. The t- the highest ROI in the in the, in, the, in the political class. <laughs> <laughs> That actually, we 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 need to figure that one out. That would actually might have some cachet. We might make some money on that. Yeah, yeah, we got it. We got it. We got to come up with start coming up with t-shirts, man. I think that <laughs> see if we I can think, make some money I think off I, this. Our the best use of our brain power is to sit here and come up with t-shirt uh, slogans because both of us are sloganeering anyway. So we might as well put them on put them on a t-shirt and make some money off of it. Well, I was thinking about actually had this idea of coming up with uh, um, uh, a set of slogans that we could just totally um, put everywhere. And it would be very 19, uh, 1984-esque st- slogans like war oh, is peace. Oh, one of those. Oh, war okay, is peace, like... black is white, you know, stuff like that. Where <laughs> you're going to mess you're going to mess with people's on um, using Hegelian dialectic. Oh. Exactly. So, and and I actually did, I think I came up with like a whole set of them. It's like, you know, it, and it's really simple. It's just like noun, verb, noun, right? So war is peace, right? And people would go, hmm. <laughs> yes. Actually, think about it. War is peace right now, right? I mean, it is. Well, <laughs> I mean, eventually it is. Our uh, um, war making is peace. Maybe, maybe that's it. So I have so I have one that I use with Rosa all the time. She's you're eating so you look at that you're eating so much. And I said mostly water. It's mostly water. Yeah. She and she's like, it's, it's like my mantra. I throw it at. It. So I'm I'm like I'm gonna get a t-shirt that I just wear around the house. Says it's mostly water. <laughs> <laughs> that would be that would be a great a great t-shirt because it's so true. It is. We are mostly water. <laughs> We are well. I'm mostly water. You're mostly water. Oh, we could we could we could run. We could we could put together a run over this. Okay, you're mostly water. I'm mostly water. I'm eating mostly water. I'm shitting mostly water. Yeah, yeah, you know. yeah. Exactly. <laughs> it's well, all did water you know that? Piece. That's actually there's a phrase like that from Star Trek. Um, ugly bags of mostly water. That's how they uh, describe humans. <laughs> is that the Ferengi? No, I think it was from the original series. I think oh, it was. Oh, oh. I think it was the uh, uh, the Andromedans who came to who came to Earth, or they came here, and uh, somebody called us ugly bags of mostly water. And I thought, what a great word, <laughs> great phrase. <laughs> oh well, you know, if we can tie to if we can tie to Star Trek, you know, we, there's probably money in there in them their heels. Mm-hmm. I, I'm thinking about the the meat sack. I, you know, the meat sack is is one mostly meat sack. Well, it's mostly water meat sack. <laughs> oh we, man! So, so you disagree? So we're so confused that we're just cracking jokes today. So you disagree? Know. You so you disagree? You don't disagree with the Hillary theory, though? You, no, you think I don't it's disagree. Possible. 
Okay. But I, I think it's possible. But so, okay, everything's possible. I, I truly believe that. Mm-hmm. When we start, the next thing, and, I, and I, it's one of my life lessons from movies, is when E.G. Marshall looks at Henry Fonda and says, yes, every, it is possible, but it's not probable. Mm-hmm. And that's a great, if you understand what that says is, guess everything's possible. But when you put a probability on it, you're now putting a quantification on it. So yeah. is it quantified? Is it more than 10, a thousand percent or a, not percent, but a, a one in a thousand, one in 10,000? So I would say you're within the one in, ten, one, in, one, in one in a thousand probability. Oh, okay. That's actually pretty high. That's Thanks. pretty high. That's, I, per, that's really because, high. Because the, the the reaching out to Trudeau within their little network and him slipping and saying and probably puts it at a higher level than I would have before you before we started talking about it. Yeah, I do remember seeing. I do remember seeing what you're saying. So it, memory held quick because nobody said. I mean, you talked about something. You're right. It disappeared. Nothing. I saw it one time maybe, and it just made a blip. And I'm like, that's interesting, but. who knows what I was being interested in at the time. Yeah. So maybe I was twigging on the wrong thing, but that just seemed like a real huge poker tell, right? It's like, well, but that's how you do it. It's how that you start pulling on those little things and they start unraveling other things. Yeah. Uh, I mean, it's like, no, um, one of the things uh, on questions is when you add, there is no one question. Mm-hmm. there's a series of a series of questions that yeah. you never like like there's no beginning no, no middle and no end and going back to kind of the theme of this thing is going back to Burke's um uh what connections yeah there is no start beginning and end it's it's all accumulates that's and, right it's a continuum and then it devolves that's so, right and then entropy entropy happens yep <laughs> Everything yep, falls yep. apart. Your favorite word. You have to get that in there somehow or another. <laughs> well, why why is that my favorite word? Is that I mean, I still think okay, well because when, you slip it in there yeah. so often. Okay. That's why. So we have two minutes left. What do you think? Are we gonna see the audit before our next show? You know, it's results? so it's pretty thing. I don't I don't know. Are you on Telegram? You're on Telegram. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, are you following Code Monkey Z? Uh, yes, I am. So he he let something slip that I hadn't heard anything about is the the uh, cyber ninjas were struck by COVID nineteen. Yes, I saw that. I thought, hmm, hmm. well, that's interesting. <laughs> and then, so then he he kind of goes off on his attack about uh, what's his name, Jovan Pulitzer, whatever his last yeah. name is. Yeah, about. Uh, is he a, is he a part of the cyber monkey or cyber ninjas or not? Oh, he, he's not on the thing. He's yeah. not, as far as I know. As far as I know, too. But uh, uh, but maybe an in, a consultant or something, because he's done. He, the analysis that he does is really when you watch him, you know, wow, that's at a level of detail. I'm pretty sure most people are not ready to deal with. Yeah. So once again, we have to simplify things for the the dumb dumb crowd. <laughs> well, uh, I mean, I hope when not. You get down when you get down. So when you get down to it, 
the the details are simplified. Yeah. It's the context that has to be explained to understand what the details mean though. You get down when you get down to the packet levels and, and the things he's in the artifacts that he's talking about on the paper. And I think he's even down to the the uh, the the wavelength of the ink that is being printed on every piece of paper in Whoa. the country so that you know that they're that's the kind of stuff that they're they're talking about. Yeah. And right. I'm like, okay, that's a level of detail most most forgers don't want don't yeah. deal with because it's too expensive. Yeah. It wouldn't make it would it would eat up the profits of being a forger. Yeah. Well, I got to look into that. I got to listen to that. And I got to, I'm sorry, sir, but I got to go. Hopefully by I next know, week, we I can talk see, about I the audit the results. I as well as you do. <laughs> I will see you next week. All right, sir. Talk to you later. All right, bye. Bye. To be continued on the next episode of Oddly Incorrect.